0: This is Michelle Stevenette with Mind Body Boss, episode 62 Body Image, with Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. You guys, I am sharing such a good episode. This one is with Dr. Jennifer finlayson Fife. And in case you don't already know who she is or you don't already know about her, she is a relationship and sexuality educator and coach. She has a PhD in counseling and psychology. She is a licensed clinical professional counselor and she's been featured in all sorts of LDS themed podcasts and blogs and magazines and radio shows. And today we are super lucky to have her being featured right here on Mind Body Boss. So I'm excited to share with you her thoughts, her wisdom, and just she's just awesome. So Leading up to this interview, however, I was asking all of you guys for some input on what you might want to hear about when it comes to body image, and I did get a few written responses from some of you, and we'll be talking about those during the interview, but one response um, was a little extra special because it was a voice message, which is really fun to get, but it was extra special because it came from my 18-year-old daughter who has been living in California for the last four months working, and I just miss her like crazy, so it was super fun to get a voice message message. From her. And so, with her permission, I'm going to share with you her voice message, partly because she's just super fun and everyone should get to know her, and partly because she shares a quite personal and, frankly, I'd say heart wrenching experience that she has had when it comes to body image. Here it is
1: Mamacita, the giver to my birth. Um, I've been starting to listen to your podcast every morning as a part of my morning routine. To just get my mindset right for the day and it's been helping me so much by the way I freaking love you um but I just you know you were asking for stuff about like body image and like stuff that I wanted to hear about and that kind of thing and I th- thought I would remind you I think it was you that I was with we were walking in a mall I think we were in fashion place mall and like I had I genuinely genuinely felt bad for the people around me that had to look at me like I don't know if you remember this or if I've even if I told you, but like, I genuinely felt so bad for the people around me. I felt not even maybe embarrassed, but just mostly just felt bad for the people around me. Oh freak, you can only record up to one minute. Maybe I'll call you and talk about this. Anyways, I thought it'd be fun to leave you a voice note, but I love you mucho. Isn't she just the cutest? I just
0: love her so much. So now we know that voice messages will only let you record for one minute. So that's good to know, right? But the point of this is that our perception of our bodies and our thoughts about our bodies is incredibly powerful and it truly affects our lives in really big ways. And it's a struggle that I would argue everyone experiences on some level, and therefore it's definitely worth a discussion. It's worth learning about and understanding it better, so that we can grow in our ability to cultivate self-compassion and self-acceptance, and just peace with ourselves. And Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife explains all of this quite masterfully. So, with that brief introduction, here is the full interview with Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. Well, welcome so much! I'm so happy to have you here on Mind Body Boss. So, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. And we're going to talk all about body image and I'm so excited to hear all of your thoughts. Uh, But let's just start. My very first question that came to mind is like, why is this a problem? And what I mean by that is not necessarily like the media or, you know, all those things, but like, why is this so problematic in our lives? Can you describe it? Sure.
2: Well, I think that body image is very much linked to self-image or to how we view ourselves. And I think the issue of self-acceptance and being at peace with oneself is a lifelong and developmental issue. And, you know, obviously has a great deal to do with how we were raised and how we were taught to consider ourselves and think about ourselves. But uh, it's, you know, the body is a kind of quick measure of one's value. It's an easy way to kind of size up because as human beings, we are often looking for the most superficial assessments of ourselves and of others. What kind of grades do we get? How much money do we have? Uh, how do we appear? And so this is just one of those faults, but easy measures of self. And so I think our natural instinct is to prioritize it and focus on it in a way that is distorting of our actual value, but very um, easy to make our focus.
0: I love that. And that's now that you articulate that, it's so obvious. Mm. It's interesting how um, we don't realize it. And it's so obvious that, yes, Mm. it is such a quick, easy assessment. And I love what you said about peace with self. Mm Mm-hmm of a lifelong thing I think that we're going to talk about that a lot more I want to anyways because Mm -hmm. how do you have peace with yourself I know that there's like levels and all kinds of ways of gaining peace Mm -hmm. Um, but so I guess if if we are hating our bodies or not liking things about the way we look um, tell me more about why that matters this whole peace
2: part and how do Mm -hmm. we get peace well yeah I do think we all want to create that ability to be at ease with who we are we all want to be able to be in a situation and know that we're enough and um and yet it's very hard to do because you get all these messages that how skilled you are at something is the measure and how many you know how much you've achieved is the measure or who you know is the measure whatever So I think that that's kind of to live in a sort of low developmental way. By low development, I mean kind of where most of us are. (laughs) And to grow into more maturity is to understand and to live in a truer idea, which is that we all matter. And that we are mattering is a function of being a human being. and. Um, a function of being um, on this earth and that putting ourselves either below or above others is a natural tendency within us, but is not um, the best way to think about ourselves, not the right way to think about ourselves. And so it's, it's a developmental reality to offer that kind of compassion both to ourselves and to others, to learn how to offer it. So even when we feel terrible about ourselves, in some sense it's a very one down and very you know, inferior position if we think our bodies are so horrible and we therefore are less, worth less than others. But it's also intensely self-preoccupied and in some sense narcissistic, not in the self-inflating way, but self-absorbed way. Right. And, um, and then people who maybe do fit some cultural ideal can be super self preoccupied they may get the reinforcement or the pleasure of knowing that they fit an ideal but they are also if they're not very far along that continuum of development very self-absorbed very anxious about whether or not they're going to lose that status which everybody does eventually as you get older um, because their sense of self is is determined by being on top in this ideal mm-hmm. and in neither case does anyone have peace because either you're insufficient for this superficial ideal or you are in this superficial ideal but you know at any time you can lose it and what it is to grow is to have more latitude to say I matter in whatever body I'm in whether I have stretch marks or I've gotten older or I, I don't have the same size as what's currently considered the ideal size for a man or woman. And that I still know that I matter and I'm grateful for this body of mine. And I'm grateful for what it offers me and what it allows me. And a positive body image isn't necessarily about, hey, I think I look phenomenal at all times. It's a positive body image is to say, I really do accept this body. I'm grateful for this body. I'm grateful for what it offers me. That you look at it like you look at the body of a friend of yours, that you 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 accept that person, that you value uh, the goodness of your body and that there's nothing wrong with the aesthetic, but you don't make it the measure. Right, right.
0: So you mentioned that this is sort of a developmental um, process throughout our lives. Yes. And I'm curious though, it makes me think that it... It might, it seems to me that this might not be a natural, like, like, it, like not everybody necessarily is going to develop this throughout life, or are we? Do we all at some point yeah. kind of gain more of this as
2: we age? Not necessarily. I don't think so. No, I mean, I think some of us stay kind of tethered to our kind of early understandings of ourselves and of the world. And some grow into more self-compassion and or more compassion for others. I think it has a lot to do with how willing you are to see yourself and confront yourself and move forward. I mean, I did a podcast on perfectionism and then we did a sort of a series of them and one of them was entitled Get Over Yourself, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And so to some degree, it's how much do we get over our own narcissism? And are we willing to push ourselves on that front? I remember my sister-in-law telling me something funny. She's like, you know, at age 20, you're super obsessed with what everybody thinks of you. And then in your 30s, you start telling yourself to stop caring so much about what everybody thinks of you. And then when you're in your 40s, you realize nobody was thinking about you anyway. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you know, that is like kind of, I'm just part of the human race, just like everybody else. Like, we're all in this together. We're all flawed. We're all imperfect. We're all, you know, we're all struggling along on some level or another. And some idea that I'm going to live above the human condition or that I'm going to somehow, you know, do everything well at all times is a fantasy that some of us never give up But I think those that sort of tolerate the discomfort of letting go of some of that fantasy are able to start living life more peaceably.
0: For sure. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's so true. Um, Everyone, everyone is struggling, no matter where. Yes. And yeah, none of us. No one's. No one's perfect. Um, Yes. So here's here's a question. This one actually comes from my 18 year old daughter, but she's saying how uh, at one point she remembers walking through the mall. And genuinely feeling sorry for the people that had to look at her. Mm. And it goes to what you were saying about being worried about what other people are thinking Mm. and um, because she just didn't feel comfortable in her own skin and felt like she should look differently. Mm. And she's come um, a long way since then. And she now told, you know, we had this discussion just this past week. She said that, you know, she feels a lot more confident now in her body and she's, you know, appreciative of the things that her body can do. It can walk it and it can heal if she gets a cut and all that. So she has this appreciation now for her body, but then how, do you have some ideas of how to then get to the next level of like, I appreciate my body, but I still want my stomach to be flatter. (laughs) Mm. That kind of bridge. Yeah.
2: Of how you sort of start letting go of some of that the tyranny of that aesthetic expectation. Is that what you're saying? Like, how can you do that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. Cause I think that that's, that's still a struggle. Even when you gain that. Even if you've
2: grown in your, uh, like your daughter has grown in her self-acceptance. She's grown in offering herself more latitude. She seems to have more gratitude for her body and what it offer, what it offers, but maybe still some, of this demand of what's the ideal and what I want to be. Well, I think, I think what I would first say is, first of all, it's perfectly normal. Okay. And especially, and I think this is true for men um, as well as women, but I think it's especially true for women that we have for many decades, many, you know, millennia have been valued for our aesthetic Mm -hmm. appeal that, you know, men often are more valued for their instrumental value. And women, their aesthetic value. And so, when women have been given the idea that being desirable is the most important thing, it's not strange that someone's thinking, well, I'm in a culture that seems to say that flat stomachs are the right kinds of stomachs for women to have, which, of course, was not always the case in the Renaissance period. You know, all the paintings are of small breasted, large bellied women. Okay. I'm like, hey, I would do fine in this culture. So, um, and um, and so, first of all, it's normal because what you're doing is saying, "I I've been taught this idea that I should be desirable, and I want to be desirable, and this is what I've been told is the right way." So, I, I think that on some level, normalizing that you're doing what's normal or natural to do, given the the messages in the culture.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think the second step is to critique or challenge the messages in the culture and whether or not they're healthy or legitimate or whether or not you want to build your life around them Mm -hmm. because they don't bring a great deal of peace.
0: This
2: is true. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, because even people who have achieved the ideal, quote unquote, are not at peace, right? I, mean, I think I mentioned this in another podcast, which is, I remember as a early 20-something-year-old reading an article about what supermodels hated about themselves. And for me, that was like a moment of like, oh. you know, come on. Like, if you can't, there's basically no winning at this. And so maybe it's questionable whether or not you even try to. But I think if it's critiquing the messages that are out there, that this is the particular body that is considered currently to be ideal, which was different in the 70s, different in the 50s. You know, Marilyn Monroe shape was the ideal in the 60s. So there's a current ideal. And is that an ideal that's, in fact, healthy and achievable? Because if not, then maybe I need to stop being in a lot of ways cruel to myself by demanding a particular aesthetic and think about what is it to actually be healthy and for my body and what is it to take care of my body. And it's going to be different for different people. But what is that for my body? Yeah. To give it the nutrition it needs to give it the exercise that it needs and this is a courageous thing to do in our culture but it is a way to really be at peace within your own skin and i think that's the most attractive if we want to talk about it that way is women who are at peace in their own skin or yeah. men for that matter
0: yes isn't there there's so much truth to that there is there is an attractiveness to people who just are comfortable
2: right yeah absolutely you know yeah. somebody who's you know, super skinny, but super anxious all the time about mm-hmm. herself or himself or, you know, about who they're su- sufficient. Well, maybe on an aesthetic level, they're they they look like what we have been told is ideal, but there's no kind of sparkle and aliveness mm-hmm. and compassion and warmth, right? Which is what I think really allows us to love ourselves and to love others. Yes. Oh, it
0: makes such a difference. And boy, it's... Yeah.
2: Uh, I recently... I think this movie came out a while ago, but I just recently watched the film I Feel Pretty. Oh,
0: I love that movie. <laughs> Isn't that great? I love that movie. <laughs> and I just
2: loved it because yeah. you really see this woman who comes into her, you know, just she just sees herself as beautiful and how she attracts yeah. so many people because she doesn't live in that self-doubt and that questioning. And yeah. she has so much to give in that confidence.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. It's a really powerful concept.: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yes. OK. I had one of my listeners um, send in a question or a comment. Yeah. I'm going to read it to you. And yes, love to hear your thoughts. She said I'm just going to quote her. She said, "I love just working out for the fun of it. I feel like I'm alone." In all of this, since everyone seems to look at my outward appearances and doesn't really take the time to give me some inward words of encouragement, I feel left out because I'm already sort of skinny and the new trend is to compliment people that are overweight and ignore the rest. I feel really depressed about this today. I just wish people would pay attention to the inward woman in me more so I can feel more acceptance and comfortable to come out. Hmm. I know that was a little bit long, but
2: um, what did you catch or what would you have to, any thoughts on that? I'm just thinking a little bit about what she's trying to get because she feels more that people don't compliment her almost because they see her as already not needing it. I'm just thinking about what she's saying there. Yeah. And instead feels a, a certain way in which she's maybe... Passed over, maybe resented the
0: final phrase is sort of what sticks out to me. She says, mm-hmm. I wish people would pay more or would pay attention to the inward woman and in me more, so i so I can feel more acceptance and comfortable to come out and the thought that came to me is um, you know, maybe she's looking outside of herself for acceptance um, and and feeling comfortable where we think that comes from outside of us, but it really doesn't.
2: Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I, I don't know, because this, if this person were here, I could ask a little bit more to understand better what her experience is, but she may be experiencing a little bit that people assume a kind of confidence in her that's not there, because she sounds like she may fit a certain kind of ideal in her body, because she's saying she likes to exercise and she is on on the thin side. And so maybe she feels like people almost don't acknowledge her or they assume a confidence that's not really there. And so she feels like she wishes people could see more the the insecurity that's actually operating. that's not her language, but maybe that 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 she's actually somebody who's looking for affirmation more than people might realize. Um, yeah, I, think- I also think that it's true that you know affirmation always feels good. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with people telling us nice things about ourselves or acknowledging good parts of us. Um, I think that I have two thoughts about it. One is that all the affirmation in the world does not make us feel confident, (laughs) right? So that is, it's not what actually gives us peace because even people who get a lot of acknowledgement still fear losing that acknowledgement. You know, sometimes I work with people who have been super successful, but they're terrified of not being even more successful or terrified of stepping out of that superior position and being in a more normal position with the people around them. Um,
0: yeah, I can yeah people saying no no I would feel more confident if people were praising me
2: <laughs> right and, and and that's a very tempting idea and again there's nothing wrong with acknowledgement and nothing wrong but I think it's also when we get acknowledged for even if it's like oh the, the trend I've never thought about what she's saying but as she's saying it seems the trend now is to acknowledge people that are larger um And that's good. You know, I think it's good for there to be more acceptance across the board of all different types of bodies. But again, it's not really in the aesthetic ideal that we're going to find our peace. Right. So it's like, can we acknowledge just that we're all people in here and all in different bodies and different shapes and different sizes and different challenges? All of us have them. And can we offer more compassion to ourselves and everyone around us? in whatever body we're in and see the person inside, see the person for who she or he is. Yeah.
0: Boy. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if the whole world could just see each other for the way? Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, okay, let's, I want to get back to the piece in our own bodies, but also, uh, and that, that developmental process. I'd love some more thoughts on like how to, how to, how to get more of that, but yeah. also how do we, um, help our children in this digital world. Um, this was another question that came from a listener, and just you know, how can we help instill a healthy body image?
2: Yeah. Well, I think for one thing, um, how we relating to our children, not through how they appear, and especially our daughters, is really important. Just from an early age, to not be focused a lot on appearance and linking it to their sense of self. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, that's such a nice outfit on you, or you look so nice today. There's nothing wrong with some of that. But linking it too much to a child's sense of self is really dangerous, particularly if they're getting that message through social media or outside, which most of us are. You know, the more you're emphasizing the the things that your child is doing in the world, the more that how they make a difference in positive ways and we can do this with ourselves as well that sense of the body being an instrument to be able to create and do and make an impact on the world and linking their sense of self to that primarily right again there's nothing wrong with oh you look so nice in that you know but that's the frosting not the cake <laughs> right. Right. and the cake yeah. is really who we are and how we make a difference i think a second thought is being an um how to say a critical consumer of the messages that are out there around aesthetics and value and how we are been in a media culture that really has tended to, it's, it's shifting, but has tended to value the hyper thin and the youthful bodies and even you know when i was growing up i remember thinking everybody was blonde you know and i was like i really wish i were blonde <laughs> right and so you know it, and just the way that there's sort of particular stereotypes of who the ideal is and that you get this message constantly that that's it and to just be a critic of that to say you know i think that the less you consume of that the healthier you'll be because you will be because it's it's a distorted message and it will really shape your sense of self and and then i think uh, an explicit valuing of saying there's nothing wrong with being attractive and there's nothing wrong with caring about your appearance to some degree but also recognizing that you want to be with someone who really embraces you not just how you appear and you want to be that person for yourself that embraces you not just how you appear right. and that again there's nothing wrong but you can't make it the centerpiece, or you'll be imprisoned by it.
1: Yeah.
0: So I know I was going to say how much, but I know you can't give a quantity here. But but the the parental you know role model is yes. Um, That's very important. Yeah. So as a parent,
2: Absolutely. like, what are some things to maybe
0: be mindful of
2: in I think the more a parent is at peace in her or his body, the more it's modeling, even without saying anything, that this person really is, it's okay to be in your body. It's okay to be in your body and be at peace, whatever its size is, to get it down to the concrete, like never critiquing your own body in front of your child. Mm. Never saying, oh, I hate my legs or they're too fat or blah, 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 whatever. None of that. Just don't do it <laughs> yeah. right. to, you know, to, to see your parent be okay with not having makeup on or not, you know, being able yeah. to embody the range of, of reality and be at peace with herself or himself. And your children are watching this and seeing how much latitude does mom give to herself? Yeah. To let herself be human. Does she always have to have makeup on? Does she, you know, fret when she's gained 10 pounds, whatever, or is she able to just be okay? And
0: If you are someone who does feel kind of like, oh, I am sort of fretting if I don't have makeup on, or I am sort of, you know, saying things like, how do we, how do you kind of shift that and become someone who is more okay and give yourself that latitude? Like, how do you shift that when that doesn't feel natural?
2: Yeah. Well, one thing I might do is say, if you feel like you've already role modeled a lot of this to your children, is to say, I didn't learn to be in a more compassionate place with myself around being human and being female or male, depending on who you are. And I'm sorry that I've infected you with some of that. Mm. Because I don't think it's the best way to live. And so I, I see it as a problem and it's something that I'm committed to working on it myself. One reason why I think it's valuable to just kind of put it out there is it allows your child to see it more yeah, rather than just it being in the air that they breathe and just kind of taking that in as an expectation of themselves. And so for a parent to acknowledge it as a problem mm-hmm. gives more room for the child, whatever their age, to think about how they're in relationship to their own appearance. Um, And then I think it means challenging your own inherited belief that somehow I must look good at all times to be considered good, to consider myself as worthy. Am I really okay with being that harsh in my relationship to myself?
1: Mm.
2: Am I really going to do that to myself? Because not only does it harm me, it harms the people that I love when I do that. Yeah. That I can't say I'm worthy unless I have all my makeup on. I can't say I'm worthy if I'm 15 pounds heavier than I want to be or 40 pounds heavier than I want to be. Can I not say I'm worthy when uh, I acknowledge my own limitations? That's maybe a fundamental part of it, too, because we're all limited. right yeah. all human that's that's the reality of it and can i have the courage to offer more latitude to what it is to be human which is yeah. imperfect in development it's just part of our the reality and to not be struggling against that all the time i think sometimes people you know those of us that are, can be very fixated on being the right size or always having makeup on or always coming across as having it together are rejecting of the human condition they want to give the picture that they are above it mm-hmm. and it's a very limited and limiting view you know it's a very unkind view not just towards oneself but also towards others because you're trying to give people the idea that you aren't struggling or that you aren't human in the same way. And I think that's not uh, the best in us. It's not particularly kind to do that to ourselves. It's very human, it's very natural, it's very easy. Sure. Uh, it's, sure. it's, It's pushing ourselves in the right way around what it is we're creating in our own psyches and then what's the message that we're giving to others in doing that.
0: Yeah. And I really love what you said earlier about, um, like, can we treat our bodies and ourselves the way that we would a friend and can we look at ourselves the same way that we would a friend and just accept them? Yes. They are. That's a really powerful um, way for me to think about it. Yes. Um, because of course I love my friend. I don't think they need to change. I don't, you know, right,
2: right. Yeah. Right. We don't even think about it.
0: No. No, it's yeah. Yeah. I don't notice if they have makeup on, even though they do, and they'll be like, "Oh, I don't have makeup on." I right. didn't even
2: notice. Like. Right. I didn't even notice. And yeah. you know, if anything, I'm just thinking how you know how great you look and how much I like you, and you know that sort of focus on where you're flawed. We do it to ourselves easily, um, and yet with a friend, you'd never do that to them. Yeah.
0: So, do you think that it's possible at some point that we can kind of just embrace and like on that path of development of being at Mm -hmm. peace with ourselves is there a point where maybe we can sort of check this off the list and just have a completely healthy body image or do you think that this is for most people a lifelong process development I
2: I think for probably for most of us there's a lifelong element to it because our bodies will always be changing and Will disappoint us at times, and you know there's there's always going to be shifts and changes as you age and so on. but do I think that we can grow in our compassion towards ourselves and towards the human condition and really truly offer ourselves a great deal more latitude and be at peace with our humanity? absolutely i I, I think many people can come to a place of really just not fretting about that much, not thinking about it much. And not because they've just thrown up their hands, but because they really are just really okay with who they are. And I think that, um, yes, we can all get better at it. Whether or not anybody is ever fully invulnerable to those feelings, probably not. But we can all get better at it.
0: Okay. No, that gives, I feel like that gives some hope. Like, yeah, there is a place where you can really be at a lot more peace.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Super good. Um, okay, one, uh, let's see, I have one, one more question. And I guess we've sort of already gotten into this, but uh, just in terms of other ways that this might impact our lives, um, I just wanna like have one more little oomph of motivation sure. to like shift sure. it feel that it's an issue for us. How does it affect like our purpose and our, or our relationships or just our ability to contribute?
2: Yeah, I I think it it deeply can. If we're making this idealism, if that's even the right word, or this sort of demand of an aesthetic ideal or the appearance of having things all together through how we look, we're really limiting how much we feel free within ourselves and how much we feel free within our relationships. Hmm. And that anxiety and that, uh, what's the word? anxiety about whether or not we're sufficient is going to really impact how much intimacy we'll tolerate with other people, Mm -hmm. how much we're going to let ourselves be knowable. We have to always keep the appearance of having everything together, right? That we are somehow, you know, not just human like everybody else. We're going to really limit how much we let people know us, flaws and all. And we're going to really limit how genuinely, we are in touch with those around us. We'll be looking to keep a particular image of ourselves alive or protecting ourselves from others, knowing us if we think we don't um, have that image intact. And it really limits how we're in relationship. I think, you know, one of the things I think about sometimes is the more that I really offer compassion to myself, the, the freer I am to love and embrace the people around me. And people can feel it. Yeah. Right, so it's not just about me, it's about how, I, how I'm in relationship to myself really impacts how I'm in relationship to others, and vice versa.
0: Yes, yes, I'm yeah. <laughs> such a believer in the power of our relationship to ourselves and how that influences everything. Yes, everything. absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yes, absolutely. I love
0: that you brought that up. So good. Uh, Okay. I think everyone's going to really enjoy this message because I know I have learned a lot. Are there any, uh, any other little, if there's any other things that you, that we haven't already covered that I'm missing?
2: Um, One of the things that I've recommended in other podcasts and stuff that I've done is just an exercise of, you know, if you want to kind of make it concrete is shifting, you know, a lot of times we're in these thought patterns where we just go into the negative negative talk and oh I don't like this about myself and mm-hmm. it's so we're so accustomed to doing it that we just do it without thinking. Mm-hmm. And so having deliberate deliberate moments in which you're shifting that pattern. Okay. So one of the ways you can do it is if you're undressing to get in the shower or something, to you know undress to the level you feel comfortable looking in the mirror and to find something that you really appreciate mm-hmm. about your body something you really value. And it can be for its aesthetic, it can be for its functionality, but just something you genuinely appreciate and value. And to spend time focusing on that and expressing some gratitude to this aspect of your body, right?
0: That sounds super
2: powerful. Sounds and then so the weird. next day you do it for something else, right? And it will get easier. At first it's, I don't know. But the more you do it, the more it actually, the more you start seeing yourself the way others see you. Mm -hmm. right? The way that at least friends see you or people that care about you. So I think, you know, it's a nice way of having a moment of shifting your thinking pattern. And if you tend to also go into these very negative thoughts, one thought I give to some of my clients is that you write down the negative thought on one side of a notebook pad and on the other side, you know, to write an alternative thought that's more self-compassionate, more tolerant of being human like everyone else and write a replacement thought and then spending some time every day reading the replacement thoughts right like yes I'm in a beautiful body that's beautiful because of how functional it is because of what it allows me to do and I'm grateful for it that might be a replacement thought yeah my legs are not my favorite let's say the mean thought is I hate my legs which is terrible you know um, and to say, uh, sure, I like the I have been indoctrinated into the ideal leg, which is not mine, <laughs> okay. but I'm grateful for these legs, and I'm grateful for what they offer to me, and I'm grateful to be in this body for all that it affords me. You know that might be a replacement thought. So can you come up with something? What would you say to a friend? And yeah. can you come up with something that's more fair, more compassionate? And just to bring your mind through those compassionate thoughts because often it's about just giving our brain another pattern. Yes. Sometimes the patterns we're in are so autonomic, so automatic that we don't even notice them, and yet they really kind of wreak havoc on our sense of self.
0: For sure. I think that that's so true because they just happen and we're not even confident.
2: Yes. They're
0: just, they're just there.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, very, very good tips. I love all of those. Great. Hearing someone once even saying, her, like replacement thought is like i have a body (laughs) yes something that's neutral yes i hate my body yes i have a body
2: yes yes yeah Yeah. no absolutely that if you can't get to the positive that just right something that's just not self-hating is a is a great first step
0: yeah move in that direction okay thank you um i know you have tons of resources available and um opportunities for people so please Take a moment, uh, share how people can get more from you.
2: Sure, just on my website, I have um, a link for podcasts. So I've done several podcasts on perfectionism and body image and things and they're all there. Um, I don't have a podcast channel because I've tended to do these with different podcasters, but they're all there on that um, podcast blog. And then I also do online courses and um, I do one for women in sexuality and our relationship to our bodies and ourselves and coming to peace with ourselves and our sexuality. And then I have two courses for couples about improving your relationship as well as one in improving your sexual relationship and then one on how to talk to your kids about sex. So
0: that's important work. Yeah. Work. I'm so grateful that you are doing what you're doing in the world because the world needs you. Thank, <laughs> so, you. <laughs> thank you so much for doing what you're doing and thank you so much for being here and sharing my pleasure. and thoughts and I'm so grateful. So thank
2: you. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. And maybe we'll do it again. I'd love to have you again.
2: Awesome. Right. Okay. Thank you. Take, take, take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty.
0: What was your favorite takeaway? Did you take notes? I want to hear what stood out to you. Will you leave me a voice message? Just go to show notes. Click on the link and just let me know with your voice, leave me a voice message, what you liked most about this episode. Also, Jennifer finlayson Vice website will be linked up in show notes. So be sure to check out her courses and events and offerings and be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. I will be back again next week. Hey, I am so glad you are here today. If you enjoyed this episode, will you please go and share it with someone and maybe leave a review? Let me know what you liked about it or tap a star. That would just be super cool of you. And you know what? If you have an event and you'd like me to come and speak at it, I would love to do that. You can contact me through my website, michellestevenette.com.